Good evening, my friends. Welcome back to LeashCast. Happy 4th of July. I hope you guys had a great time. I hope you guys celebrated in some way. Um, I am trying to do a podcast near the water. I have flamenco music playing. I apologize if that's annoying, but I'm trying to stay awake. I had a really long uh, past few days, and uh, I've been trying to catch up on this HLN um, the true crime briefing on Jen, um, Jennifer Dulos, and all of this stuff. What I love about HLN, let me preface this. I love you, HLN. They are great at really making the story. Um, actually, excuse me, I'd ra- rather say it this way. They're great at making the news a storyline. So they, they're great at putting everything together and making it come full circle, which. I happen to really like because in real life, that's how life is. It's it's a story that is unfolding after a crime happens. You know, you have to go back and kind of flip through the pages in a book and get to the beginning of this whole story that ended so tragically. Um, and in Jen's case, that's exactly what happened. Um, today, I said to... Um, to friends of mine that, um, actually I call them friends. I mean, people that I speak to every day regarding this, uh, this case in a group that I enjoy. And, you know, I, I had to just, you know, it's it crazy. I was literally, you know, with, you know, my, my dog and relaxing in the sun. And I'm thinking, you know, I told myself I was going to give myself a certain amount of time before I come back and podcast, but I was like, I have to say this. And, this is this is the issue. No matter what Fotis's team bl- like literally regurgitates out, it's bullshit and you have to understand that and keep that in your mind because if you don't, you're going to start to go, "Oh, well, it could have been." And you have to realize these guys are paid. They are paid to create doubt, okay? And when they create doubt, just just a little bit then you're completely thrown off and you go, well, it could be suicide. Of course it could have been. Of course it could have been. I mean, Fotis could have been, you know, gay this whole time and Michelle Traconis, it all could have been a show. I mean, everything could have been, okay? But you have to look back at the story that led to what happened to put it all together. And the way that I make my decision and my opinion on anything, I mean, the way that, my opinion was was gained on the Jody Arias case. I mean, I'm going to do a whole podcast on that. And it had nothing to do with the fact of the crime scene photos. It was just her personality and how obsessive she was. Um, I saw that from a mile away. But back to this. So this is basically what I said today. And I just finished watching, I think my my favorite part, and I hate to say favorite, but I think the most informative part of the HLN special um, was when the reporter was speaking to Jen's friends, because, you know, I'll tell you this, when you speak to the people closest to anybody, friends, even, I wouldn't even say family, because family, sometimes you don't show your family because you don't want them to worry, right? That's just me. I mean, I, 
I mean, it depends. I mean, I could go go off on a tangent with this, but there's certain people that I, I would tell everything to, but then I think about those that I really love. If something was really, really bad, you almost don't want to tell them. I've been in situations where I haven't done it, but someone didn't tell me something because they were scared to tell me and didn't want to worry me. But going back to this, when you when you sit down with her friends, especially that woman that spoke to her via text the night before, you could tell that they were tight. You could tell that they chatted all the time. And I loved what the woman said and how she physically reacted to the question of, did Jen give you any sort of you know, inclination that she was going to commit suicide or that she was suicidal. And she was like, uh, no. And then when she asked him about the kids, absolutely not, not in any universe. And I love what the woman said. And I, I believe I'm quoting her correctly saying that she was, um, actually I don't know verbatim, but very, 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 um, rooted or stable or any word like that. Um, and, Managed. I think that's another word I would use for her. I remember reading her personal blogs and she was a very managed person. And I am very similar to that. Like my day has to be planned out ahead of time or I, I don't feel comfortable and I get anxious, right? So, you know, this type of woman, I guess you, that would be more a type personality. Those types of people plan things out. They plan their life out. And I, and I said this in the group today, I said, listen, I'm just going to lay it out for everybody if, because I, I almost can't even, I respect people for their opinion. Don't get me wrong. I do, but I don't understand personally. And I'm a very passionate person. So you have to just either love me or hate me. I don't care. Pick one, but I will always tell you how I feel. And the way I feel is it's absolutely ridiculous if you think that this guy is innocent. So what I said, basically, you know, to sum it up is you have to look at the big picture of this. If you have any doubt, any doubt whatsoever, watch that part about her friends and listen to me in the next few minutes, explain to you why Jen had everything to live for and Fotis had literally nothing to live for. He was completely belly up financially. His businesses were not doing well. Everything that his lawyer is saying is complete bullshit, okay? I think we all know a lot of this information now, and I'm not going to get into the details of it because we all know that her father f- basically started his business. Well, that's the facts. And everything was halted during the divorce. Now, the financial started to get, they started to stop. And I don't know if anybody's gone through, I don't know if anyone's gone through divorce. My God, what's the statistics? Like 60% of people get a divorce now. I can't even believe I just said that. Sadly, I still believe in, uh, in marriage and the sanctity of it. It's shocking. Um, but anyway, so God, that makes me think of right now. I know I'm running around with this thought, but my God, how about that you know, secondhand lawyer saying, you know, in the HLN special, if you guys haven't seen it, this guy's like, you know, I don't know what would lead to the, the breakup of the marriage. And I'm sitting here like, um, how about a fucking affair, bro? Like maybe an affair would do it. I think that would put a little glitch in the, uh, in the romance, aside from the fact that he was a complete narcissist psychopath and 
basically made everybody live in fear. But that's a side note. We know that you don't see that side of him. You guys go to Whole Foods, hold hands, and go water skiing and jogging every day. But, you know, yeah, just want to let you know that that's the kind of guy that you're, uh, you're, <laughs> you're defending. So anyway, so back to this. Now, this guy clearly, all right, clearly has a lot of problems going on at this point in 2017. Now, that's the time where Jen finds out about the affair. Do I think that Fotis wanted her to find out? I think that he did not want her to find out. But his personality, which he's showing us now, and I'm going to give you a lot of examples on this, what I'm, this point I'm trying to make, is he... Everything has, everything will go his way. It's like Jen said in the, in the family court documents that if someone wronged him, he has to get revenge. Like he cannot lose. And those types of people often are very successful because they're hyper-focused. Okay. But they're also ruthless. And that ruthlessness can either go in one direction, which is extremely positive, but it can also be very dangerous. And that's what's happening in this case. And in this story is the way I like to say it, because we're starting to see in this blooming onion that this super successful guy with beautiful veneers from Greece that made it in the U S and went to Brown and, and, you know, is Ivy league educated. He had a different side to him. And it's all coming out. And I, I truly believe when, when Fotis says the truth's going to come out, like he said in the interview, he, he has no idea what he's really saying. Like psychologically, in my mind, it's like he's, he's telling us the truth without even realizing it. You know, there's so many things he said there that were red flags to me. Um, Oh my God. For instance, when he said, you know, look at who's really being affected here. I I mean, my jaw, I had to pick up off the ground, but at the same time, am I shocked? No, he's literally letting out cues left and right. And, and Norm better shut him up and put a muzzle on him because if he keeps talking, it's going to be a big problem for him because he's making himself look absolutely terrible and just completely self-absorbed and, a person that has no empathy for Jen. Zero. Zero, zero. Everything is about him and poor him. And that's really, really bad. I mean, you have to stop and think, did he ever say, you know, please, Connecticut, if anyone has ever seen Jen, please call me. Please get in touch with somebody. He has not done that one time in over 40 days. That is insanity. I mean, it's just, it's not even natural to act the way that he is acting. And that's my opinion. You guys can jump down my throat. I really don't care because it's my podcast. But anyway, so back to this. Um, The HLN thing was great. I, back to the whole storyline with Fotis, he he and Michelle, they had this affair, right? 2017. 2017 rolls around. I do not believe he wanted Jen to find out. She found out, and he went, fuck. He went, fuck, what am I going to do? But his personality is the type where he said, you know what? I don't give a shit. I'm not going to stop this money train that I'm on with Jen. I am going to live it up. 
And the reason why I say money train is because his previous marriage, the woman was very successful as well. And it only lasted a very short time. And in that meantime, he literally hooked and completely got Jen on, on the hook, like hook, line and sinker within, I think it was like a month's time. And then they got married really fast. So he's just this serial, I mean, my opinion, again, serial, um, gold digger. I hate to say it, but like he really is, or I I wouldn't, you know, I guess a gold digger is more of like that female thing that you would say, but he's, he's an opportunist, like big time of who can help him. And listen, to an extent, you know, God bless people that, you know, are looking for, for that. But if only if you're honest with the other person, you know what I mean? And say, listen, like we're both trying to achieve this type of level of success and blah, blah, blah. And that's usually, that usually happens in business. Like not when you're misleading this woman. And if you look at the pictures, Jen was completely crazy about him. I mean, there was a part of me that literally wanted to stop her in some of her writings and be like, and shake her and be like, oh my God, if you only knew, you know, she had a thing for Greek guys. Like you could just tell, you could just tell. I think she said something in the blog about when he had a friend back from Greece and how handsome he was. And, and I'm literally laying out and I'm thinking, oh my God, no, you know, and I, I could just tell, I could just tell. And that's fine. She thought that she was with a guy that loved her. There's nothing wrong with that. We're supposed to feel safe, aren't we? I mean, if we don't, then what world do we live in? You know, that sadly, this is a crazy world. So back to the point that I've been trying to make for the past five minutes, <laughs> Fotis, Michelle and Jen and the whole thing coming out. He didn't give a shit when it came out. He said to Jen, and if you guys don't know this, I'm sure a lot of you know, he was like, screw it. We're all going to move into the same freaking house. We're going to eventually the, her daughter is going to go to the same school as our kids. And we're all going to live happily ever after. Like, what the hell is this? Like, you know, Polly, whatever the hell they call it. I mean, no. I mean, are you kidding me? And as you can imagine, Jen wasn't keen on this. And I'm getting this information from the court family, the family court docs. I mean, you got to be kidding me. If that doesn't say narcissist, I don't know what does in this whole thing. Um, Aside from the fact that everybody knows about the daughter and and how the daughter's name had to be a certain way or he said he wasn't going to have any part of it. I mean, to sum this up for you guys quick, like I said, his business started to fail once Jen started to pull back during the divorce and then after Jen's dad passed away, obviously the Mr. You know, Mr. Jen, as I like to call it, but her father stopped giving him money and for the, any, any sort of properties. And then Fotis stopped paying him back. And I, I said this before and I'm going to say it again. A lot of people don't know this. And I, I frankly don't like to say it a lot, but it's important that I say it you know, in the family court documents and the time frame is very important. What I'm about to say right before Jen disappeared, there was a ruling that they needed a forensic accountant. And then that was going to look into Mr. Fotis's um, business because what he was doing was he wasn't paying Jen what was court ordered you know, I, I believe it was like healthcare uh, for the kids. He would just stop paying and then tell Jen, Hey, you know what? Pay out of pocket knowing that she had the money. So that's another very casual, you know, nasty way of showing the court and showing the public that, Hey, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit about you. 
and I know you got the money, so you just freaking deal with it. And it shows that you don't care about your kids. So enough of this bullshit from your little freaking Whole Foods wannabe lawyer saying, oh, my God, he can't sleep. And I feel and, and he says to the to the reporter, I feel this heaviness on my chest. No, that's your guilt, buddy. That's your freaking guilt. That's what that is. OK, because if you really cared about the kids, they wouldn't not have health care and you wouldn't parade them in a car, give them the keys, and then watch Jen chase them down the damn street, which I told you guys that freaking situation. Oh my God, that scenario was unbelievable. And I really pray to God that the nanny is called in to testify. If you are listening, nanny, get into freaking protection, call Gloria Farber, get a guy at the door with a, with a you know gun or whatever to protect you. And you better freaking speak up to the state because what you have seen could really help. I mean, nannies see everything. They see so much. They deal with the kids. They see the mom in distress. They see couples arguing all the time. They know the logistics of the family. Okay. I used to nanny when I was in college. My God. And then I had one. And I remember thinking to myself like, oh my God, is she hearing this? Or did she hear that? Or... You know, I won't get into that, but you know what I mean? I mean, guys, people hear everything these days. And I just really, that episode about when he gave, put all the kids in his Porsche Cayenne and was like, just go. And Jen was explaining it in a court doc that in family court about it. And I, I couldn't believe it. Like, how do you put your, all, all your kids in the car and just let them hit the gas and they're all under, what, 13 at the time or 12? Under 12? And they're chasing the car, Jen and the nanny? I, I just, this, what this woman must have gone through on a day-to-day basis, just, just worry. Just anxiety alone must have been unbelievable, which leads me to say that this is why I feel so strongly on my conviction that he did this. I mean, I have so many reasons why. But for the simple fact that Jen left in such a um, planned, and I go back to what I said earlier, planned, meticulously planned way, where she had the house set up, she said that she was going to visit her father in Pond Ridge by his grave and basically lied to him to protect herself and mislead him. And you know, what's interesting is someone told me this today and it was such a different outlook on what I was even viewing. You know, we don't know how many times, uh, Fotis could have attempted to do what happened. Um, in my opinion, what happened as of recent, um, I'll leave it at that. You know, that night that he called 911, we have no idea what happened. We have no idea how she had to leave that night. Um, we have no clue. But what we do know is that she planned everything out so that he had no idea where she was going. And that says everything. That says that she knew exactly how he was and how he was going to be and that she was going to be followed or he was going to figure something out and stalk her. I mean, it says everything. And just that alone, just that alone, how she left that house with those kids. She didn't leave alone. Did she leave alone? No, she didn't. She took every single one of those five kids with her. 
So if I hear one more freaking time from his asshole paid lawyers that she took off and she's gone, girl, or she committed suicide, my ass she committed suicide. Okay, there's no fucking way. All right. And I'm sorry, but actually, I'm not sorry. I, I, there's no other word to even describe it. There's no fucking way she would have left her kids. None. She had everything planned for them. She had the financial means. She came from a great family, old money. She didn't even have to work. But if she wanted to have a great career in writing, she could have. She already was established. She had the means to have an amazing life without a man, without anyone, a woman, a man, uh, anybody, any sort of partner. She didn't need anybody. She definitely didn't need Fotis. And that's what he couldn't stand. That, not that he was losing Jen, he could give two shits about her. It was that his lifestyle was going to change. And nobody gets the last word with him. And that's what you start to see when you start to read all these documents from the court and her blog. I mean, even her personal blog that I think is still public. um, You can read that and see that he's just disconnected. And I understand, you know, men that work and have to work for their families. But you could just sense and hear in her writing that there was a big disconnect with him. He was just enjoying the ride. He was doing his, you know, two weeks in Greece for his water skiing and doing his things and fixing them, you know, the home's interiors to his liking. Everything was what he wanted from down to the kids' names, to the crown molding levels, to the vacations and how they vacationed, to look at the kids' names. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel, but Every single name is a Greek name. These kids are not 100% Greek. Like, Jen clearly is not like me. I am a very straight shooting woman. And if these babies are popping out of me, then I'm having a say in their name. Especially if I'm going to have to be yelling at them all the time. I'm just kidding. So, you know, give me a break. I mean, then the whole name story and how she, she really explained that out was so good because I hope that in some way the state can can bring that up. I don't know how or if they can, but I hope somebody testifies to that scenario. Um, and I'm sure they have other stories that I, they must. They must have they have to have instances where they were witness to him speaking down to her or showing some sort of um, like severe control. I mean, there, there's just gotta be in a, in a way I'm very, I don't want to say excited because I feel like that's a terrible word, but I'm anticipating and can't wait for when that stuff starts to come out because I know it's there. I know that there's so much that people know. You could even tell by the, one of the friends that was speaking on HLN that she knew more, but she was probably holding back clearly because she doesn't want to say too much and have, you know, Mr. You know, What's his name? I don't even know the guy's name. The the secondhand lawyer that has the buzz cut. She doesn't want him, you know, listening and going, oh, oh man, they just gave us something, you know? You don't want to say too much because you don't want to help these guys. I mean, I often think that when I'm on a podcast, literally podcasting or, or thinking of anything to say or in context to a podcast, I don't want to say anything that can benefit these guys because you'd be surprised. They listen. It's like what I said to you before. You know, Norm was 
was telling Facebook groups to shut up. I was cracking up when I heard that. I'm like, oh my God, this is so funny. He must have someone, like an intern, on the side, like just going through the groups, you know? Like, okay, what are they saying? I mean, it's kind of brilliant when you think about it because all the groups are doing some heavy due diligence on the ones that actually care and not the ones that are making these fake GoFundMe pages and all this other bullshit. But the ones that really care are coming up with some really, really good um, hypotheses, <laughs> in the words of Norm Paytas. Um but yeah, no, in, in all seriousness, there's a lot of information that comes out of the groups that really care. And I, I really love uh, one of them. And I really feel that you have to be careful now if, if, you, if you know something that is really, really helpful to the police, I would say just call it in. I, I actually said that to someone else the other day. I said, listen, if there's something that you know, someone that was local that said something to me and I said, you got to call that in. You just don't even say it. Don't post it. Nothing. Call it in and don't stop. Don't email it. Call call the police. They 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 want to hear from you and, and they're working hard. Um, and I respect them. Like I've always said, I, I can't even imagine what it's like to have to go through this. But this brings me to my next thing, not about Michelle. Um, I wanted to kind of sum up that whole thing about their affair. You know, basically what I'm trying to say about that is he didn't give a shit about Jen and, and he had the affair and he didn't care and he didn't want to get caught, but he did and said, you know, what? screw it. Like I know Jen's personality and she's more submissive to me and, you know, or so he thought and, um, I'm just going to ride out this train and she's not going to take away my lifestyle. And that uh, didn't happen. Jen kind of said, you know what? We're going to pump the brakes here. I'm going to get the best, the best. Literally, she got the best freaking lawyer for a divorce and was fighting him tooth and nail for those babies. And there was nothing that he had that she could have wanted or needed or anything. So it goes back to what I'm saying here, guys. He is the one, like he said and quoted, look at the one that is hurting the most. Psychologically, look at what he's saying. He's basically admitting guilt just by that statement. Look at who's hurting the most. If you switch it around and dissect that, what he's really saying is, poor me, poor me, I did what I had to do. Because look who is hurting the most. And that is my opinion. That is solely my opinion. And um, you could disagree. But if you look at a lot of these criminals, they all secretly, without even realizing it, admit to the crime in a lot of ways like it's interesting like Jody Arias for example she was literally describing how she killed her um her ex Al uh, um, Alexander yeah Travis Alexander excuse me I couldn't believe it like I remember when she was actually speaking to the detective and she's going through how it happened I'm like whoa it just like hit me and I'm like this is exactly how she killed him this is what went down. And I remember getting like goosebumps because of course she didn't use herself. She used these ninjas and you know, I don't know what she said. No, no, I do know what she said. Yeah. It was the ninja story. I couldn't believe that. I remember watching that and I'm just like, really, really girl. I couldn't believe how composed the, the detective was. He, God bless him, man. 
Um, but back to this, I, I'm telling you guys, this is this whole situation. It's getting really interesting now. It's quiet and I know it's frustrating to everybody, but what this is, is pressure. It's a lot of pressure on, on Mr. Fotis. And this is interesting because I saw this picture the other day of him looking very nervous in New Canaan. And this is my, my view, my opinion, my thought on this. I do not understand why he's in New Canaan. Okay. You know, there's no reason for him to be right now. There's no reason that he has to focus on that one house. I believe the house was projected to be on the market in over a year and a half to two years. So I don't know why it, everything was rushed now. And I find that very, very interesting. I, I don't believe Jen is anywhere near the new Canaan home because I think that he is trying to mislead everybody. Look at his tracks. Look what he did the day of her disappearance. He went to Albany Avenue. He took off. He, he was trying to throw everybody off. So I believe he's still doing that now. Why would he stop doing what he knows? Why would he stop doing what has worked for him thus far? Okay. So in my mind, that's why I think he's a little nervous right now because the police are throwing a curveball on him and are like, Hey, yeah, we're going to start searching back at your pad in Farmington. And I think it's great that that's happening. I think that it's showing that the police are on this. Um, especially for those that doubted. I mean, listen, I doubted. It's natural to doubt when you don't hear anything, but I think it was wonderful that the police chief spoke and I do sense from just him speaking that they know what they're doing. And I think that they're watching him. Um, Another thing that a lot of people didn't bring up is that Norm actually likes to throw this out there, Norm Paytas, that they offered to speak with the police and the police said that they didn't want to talk. And that's really interesting because that means that they... They know what they're doing for them to say that. So I think it's great. And if it's if it's just a tactic by the police, I think it's phenomenal because it makes them go, wait, what? What? Like you, the cops always want to talk to to the suspect. Like, why would they not want to talk to him? You know what I mean? So it is it's a really good tact. I think that they're being really, really quiet for a reason. And I think things are going to start to develop soon. I'm amazed by all the tips that the police keep getting and they keep talking about that. These little things are the things I always watch. Um, and oh my God. And this is what I wanted to talk about today. Holy shit. The story about the Greek people that are funding or, or raising money for his legal team. You've got to be freaking kidding me. I, oh my God, people. Someone said to me that was next to me. I was like, you know, getting ready for the podcast and taking notes. And they're like, no, it's more like, you know, these, they're getting the money together for him to flee. And I, I just, I'm looking like, I didn't even think of that, but holy crap, you know, cause all he's got to do is clip off that freaking ankle thing. He's already jumped over into New York. He doesn't give a shit and blamed it on ways the app, you know, what, what's a hop, skip and a jump in a, in a boat and then on a plane, Jesus. And you know, it's another thing that a lot of people don't talk about yet, but his friends in Greece all happen to be pretty wealthy people too. So, I mean, I'm sure they got some private jets just saying, 
Just saying, if the police is listening, I know you guys follow me, which I appreciate and love you for. Um, I would definitely look into his friends, too. Um, especially the people that are financially supporting him right now um, and are saying that he's innocent. I would definitely look into them. I mean, that's just my my simple opinion. This whole thing is just mind-blowing. Like, I, I was at the beach watching these fireworks seeing families together and i'm just like how how could you do this photos like how you have to be literally heartless and i know i sound like a broken record and i apologize but i know a lot of people feel the same way as i do you have to be a completely cold egotistical monster to be so composed and contrite and that's what he is. I mean, e- even in his interview, it was emotionless. There wasn't any emotion, not even for the kids. He couldn't even push out one goddamn fake Visine drop tear. I mean, give me one. Pinch yourself. I'm, oh, I can't. This guy, I can't. I am so happy Michelle has turned on him in the sense of her for what we know right now, completely wants nothing to do with him. I love that Bowman was like, I'm pretty sure our emotion speaks for itself. When someone asked if they're still together, uh, she had to have turned to state evidence for her to leave. Like I said, I mean, I'm very excited to see what happens on July 18th at her hearing. It may not be that eventful. I mean, it is Connecticut and I'm pretty, I've become pretty privy to the way things work here um it'll be interesting to see with these two high-paid attorneys and the fact that it's such a media frenzy if things um move any quicker but i i doubt it uh but we'll see i i really want to see something come up soon like the chief said about more charges i'm hoping and praying that that there's like a bombshell um you know, arrest for FOTUS, like middle of the night, you know, breaking the door down type of deal. I'm kidding. Basically, they would just knock. But <laughs> in a fantasy world, it, in my mind, it's them breaking the door down. Um, but because, you know, when I think about it, they actually went in that way. They went in pretty stealth the first time. So to search his house, which I thought was great. And I think that they're on to his bullshit. Not I think, I know. I mean... For them not to talk to him with an open invitation from his attorney, that that's pretty telling. That's like, dude, we, you know, we, uh, we got your number, buddy, and we don't want to, uh, we don't want to even talk to you. It's really like, I keep saying it and I can't believe it, but, um, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's definitely a good thing. And I know why Norm is broadcasting this because he wants to then say, oh, well, we tried to speak to the police and they said no, which doesn't mean shit. Nice try. Again, he's just literally throwing darts everywhere to create doubt. And you know, it's sad and crazy that I even have to say this, but I'm sure some of these people listen to my podcast. There are people in these other groups that are literally pro fotis I don't even know how I would I literally want to have someone like a diehard Fotis fan on my podcast just so I could be like can you explain to me how he's innocent and 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 it you can't 
and, and the one rule is you can't say innocent until proven guilty. I'm sorry, that just does not work for me. It's not going to work for me. So if you are one of those people and you're listening, message LeashCast or tweet me at LeashCast because um, I want to talk to you. Uh, I think it would be really interesting because I would love, in all honesty, I would love to know your perspective on where you're coming from. And you can't just be like, oh, uh, pulling it out of your ass saying he just is cute and Greek and would never do it. I mean, he makes, he must, I mean, he he, never, no. I mean, he likes spinach capata. Like, no, that's not going to work. Sorry. Uh, I want facts, some sort of facts. Give me some shit, anything, you know, um, and it even could be, of course, your opinion, but there's got to be some facts based on something. Like, oh, battle me on this, please. Prove me wrong, because I know you can't. <laughs> but I'm, I'm serious. If there's anybody that wants to, message me um, at LeashCast on Twitter, uh, LeashCast everywhere. I mean, it's just, I, w- I want to have the discussion. I really do. Because I don't, I don't understand And I really would like to have a discussion with someone that's level-headed. Because if you're just a jerk and you're just like, screw you, he's a, you know, good-looking hunk, which I've literally heard people say, which I can't even believe. It's like, this is who could be on the jury. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this world is is so screwed up. Um, But that's the fact. So we'll see what happens, guys. I can't believe this whole bullshit about the Greek people financing this guy. I... I'm going to keep watching this and see what comes up. But at the end of the day, like I said today, and I'm going to sum it up quick. A woman doesn't leave in the middle of the night the way that she did with five kids. She doesn't have a house set up that she's paying, what, twelve to 14000 a month, you know, that is fully stocked and ready for five kids to come home to and lie to her husband because she's that fearful. And she doesn't you know, tell the court that she needs an emergency, you know, court order to keep him away. And women don't do this unless they are in fear. And what's so sad about our society is that women aren't taken seriously when they are literally crying out for help. And it's, it's really, really disheartening to me to see people that don't even believe her. I mean, I mean, these are court documents, you know, it, you know, embarrassing it is to someone if they're lying you know who comes from let's say jen's family to lie about this she doesn't want this shit out there who does who wants this bullshit out there nobody okay it must have been so difficult for her to even have to even say all of this and just from reading it you can tell that there's so much more that we don't know that she went through and that i think that is the most heartbreaking part of it all and of course the kids and um it's it's just like i said a woman does not leave in the middle of the night the way that she did with such a meticulous plan of exit um if she wanted to leave those kids it's complete bullshit i don't i don't even want to hear it anymore it really makes me sick to my stomach um this woman had everything in the world to live for she had the means the money the she had the kids in the let me tell you an amazing school might I add I played lacrosse there um incredible school incredible town I mean everything was top-notch her mother's amazing super supportive family um and just a level-headed woman like her friend said she was so 
strong and solid as an individual. And someone like that does not go away randomly. I mean, it's she has nothing to run from. The only person she had to run from was Fotis, and she did it. And she did it herself, and she did it right, and she was going through the proper channels. And guess what? He wasn't going to allow her to get the last word, just like he didn't allow anybody to. He never wanted to lose. He never allowed himself to lose. I'm sure you guys have heard about the thing that he said, that he had these fantasies of dropping bricks on people's homes that wronged him. You know, it's like the guy you could see in his face that I could just tell because I have a competitive nature. Anyone that's super athletic has that in them, right? there's also the type of person that can't let it go and you could just tell that he has that aura about him where I mean it's his way or the freaking highway or wherever the hell Jen is and I'm sorry to say it that way but that's the truth um Jen is not somewhere locked up people there's no way she wouldn't be alive it's been too long and it's just it's it's sad to say but I just hope that she's found in some sort of, sort of way. I mean, they, they have to find her at some point. I mean, she, I'm really trying to think right now. I don't think that he would have been able to get her out of the state quickly unless someone helped him. But again, I, I do not believe that he had anybody else involved. This, this was a crime of passion. You can tell that from everything that you've learned so far in this case. And I won't repeat all the details. I mean... This was a crime of passion, um, and Fotis had literally, (laughs) he had nothing to lose and everything to gain by maintaining as husband to uh, Jen, and I like to say, even to my friends now, Jen Farber, because I don't even like saying Dulos, because that name is disgusting to me. That's, again, I'm going off, it really, it's my opinion, and I apologize if it offends anybody. Just kidding. I don't. Um, but yeah, so that's that. This is the story and we have to wait and see how it turns out. And I think that we're getting closer. I think it's gonna, it's all gonna come together in the summer. It usually starts out really, really crazy in the beginning like this, where there's just frenzy and then the dust starts to settle and people start to go back to their own lives. And I think what's going to happen is people are going to go, you know, stop, you know, driving around and, you know, blocking off the police. And I think that's when something's going to come up because I don't know if you've ever heard this as a kid, but I remember my parents used to tell me this, like when you're looking so hard for something, you don't find it. And then you literally stumble upon it when you're not looking. And I think that that's what's going to happen here. And it's not going to be too long. I, it's just what I feel. Uh, but we will see, but back to HLN, I, I actually love shouting them out because I think it's a great way for anybody that's getting into the story to kind of understand this whole story and, and all of the many levels to it. It's very, very crazy to think that we've been talking about this for so long, but it's really what allows you to completely come full circle in this and say, okay, now I understand what's going on. He's not just this, 
you know, little Greek man that is trying to look innocent and doesn't know, I know nothing, and uh, why is this happening to me? I'm a victim, and I I love to hang out on Albany Avenue, you know, even though I live in a $4.5 million home, give me a freaking break, dude. There's no reason for you to be in Albany Avenue. Like, literally, were you buying drugs? Like, what were you doing? No, you weren't. You were throwing your trash out. I mean, there's literally no explanation for this shit. And you know what's great? On HLN, they were like, so I call the guy Firecracker because he used to always say um, fireworks during the Jody Arias trial. And he was talking to, I believe, one of the, I think, police, uh, not chief, but I think, I forget who it is. But the guy was a really well-spoken guy, but he was pretty mellow. And fireworks, the reporter was like, you know, did we even get any sort of information back on, you know, why he was in Albany Avenue uh, that night and why he had the license plates? And, and, the, and the officer was kind of like, you know, no, we, we, we didn't. <laughs> and I'm sorry to laugh, but it's, it's like if we just stop there and, and just stop there and not look at anything else, we didn't get a explanation for why the hell he was on Albany Avenue with trash bags with Jen's bloody clothing in it. Like, let's just stop there. You know, let's let's stop there and go. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe everybody's husband or ex-husband, you know, drives around, you know, low income areas, severely low income areas that are dangerous. Um with bloody clothings of yours. I, I mean, I don't know. I'll tell you, not in my family. Uh, that's for damn sure. And nobody I know. So I am patiently waiting to find out the Norm Paytas hypothesis on why Fotis had <laughs> bags of Jen's bloody clothes on Albany Avenue. I cannot wait for this story. And I know it's going to be hard for him to explain and because he can't there's literally what are you gonna say that you walked in and you saw her dead well then where's the body okay so that's one hypothesis via leash cast okay the next is uh gone girl you walked in there was blood you got scared and then you wiped it up and you didn't know what to do and you're trying to protect jen which you never tried to protect her in any sort of way so that's complete bullshit okay that's the second one third I don't even know. Like, what else? Like, she got her period. You felt bad. She forgot her bloody underwear on the floor. Like, I'm literally making shit up as I go right now because I can't even... There's no explanation. Not None. And then the other thing is that I find interesting that I don't even have an understanding of. Okay? This is the one thing. Michelle Traconis. How she was in the car and... Passed a poly. Okay, people have passed, passed poly polygraphs like many times. Okay, this is this is not like groundbreaking, but I I would love to be a fly in the wall when the cop is talking to her. I just would say to her, "Did you ask him why the hell he was throwing out bags on Albany Avenue? Like, you know, like did you even question it? You know, it, it's just it's strange I, and." I have a couple thoughts on it. Like, either he threatened her, you know, basically, like, you don't say shit. I don't think he did that, though. I don't. I think that he really, he said something 
some bullshit that was like, ah, oh, this is just some crap I gotta throw out. And, uh, but again, like, she's a semi smart woman. I hate to say that because it's like, look at the situation she's in. But, you know, she did, she does own what? Her own business or, or did or whatever. And I, I just, I don't understand how she didn't open her mouth and say, what the hell's going on here or have any suspicion and I would love to know during the polygraph if they asked any sort of question like did you ask him what was in the bags you know did you ask him why he had these bags did you ask him why we are going through like this really scary you know area in Hartford that is potentially very dangerous for us to even get out of the car you know I mean I'm just I'm blown away. I'm flabbergasted by it all. I, I, I think that there's so much here that is going to come out where we are just going to, like, our jaw is just going to drop. And uh, you're right, Fotis. The truth is going to come out. And uh, I hope you're ready for it, buddy. So with that said, guys, I hope you had a great fourth. Be well. Rest up if you have hangovers. <laughs> and um, I'll be back soon. I can't wait for the next breaking news, which I feel is coming and keep praying for the family. And, um, thanks so much for anyone who has shouted out leash cast. I truly appreciate it. I love you guys. And I will be back before you know it. Have a great day if you're starting your day. And if it's nighttime, sweet dreams.